This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. And it's Friday. That means it's time for the David Force Show. Good afternoon, David. Hey, Tony. How's it going? Uh, life is great. Uh, when you got to see Matt Olson today, how's he looking? <laughs> he looked like he'd been in a fight. <sighs> he, and, and he essentially was with a batting cage. So he's, uh, from what I understand, he looks a lot better than he did last night a lot better than he did this morning so he's going the right direction but uh he's got a he's got an all-time shiner going oh that's so sad because he's been going so good i know he's been swinging the back great even even the outs he made in the last couple of days of that tampa series were 100 plus miles an hour off the bat so yeah it's uh it is a shame but we're hoping it's just hoping it's just a matter of days and and i uh, gotta get the swelling out of there now, obviously, you want to win the series, but you guys split the series against the Rays. Did you get the sense, like, even though this is really, really early, that it felt like a playoff series? Well, it certainly felt like the, the grind of a playoff series. Yeah, I mean, it, it's April, so so it's hard to put playoffs next to anything. But, but you know, anytime, particularly going in that building with all its quirks and everything, you know it's going to be a grind. And, you know, I think Bob said it after the game yesterday, two teams who maybe aren't playing up to their potential offensively, um, but a lot of great pitching on both sides, some good defensive plays. you got guys being thrown out of the plate, Tony Kemp making a dive and play in the field to keep guys off the back. So it, it was a, a hard-fought series, I think, coming out of there. With, uh, with a split on the back end of a road trip, I think we'll take that. Yeah, and I remember early in the series that, that play Stephen Piscotty made out in right field, and I was talking about it after the game going, folks, you don't understand, playing on that turf and diving like that, he's going to have the old rug burns, but he, he sold out and he saved you some runs, so defense was really good. It was. It really was. And, and playing on that turf is tough. I, I don't know how the Rays do it 80-plus times a year because anytime we go in there – I mean, you saw the lineups. You know, got to get Ramon a day off his feet, get Chappie a day off. Elvis got a day. Like, it's, it's hard playing on that turf. And, and luckily, that's really the only ballpark where we have to worry about it. But, it's, uh, yeah, it's a grind, like I said. Yeah, and then, you know, having a couple of their broadcasters on, they're, they're still full go on that two-city, playing at home in two cities, playing in Tampa and Montreal. I can't even imagine what that would be like It'd be like the majority of your seasons, like on the road. Yeah, good good luck to them if they end up doing that. It doesn't doesn't sound like a lot of fun. They may want to check in with Toronto right now, who's playing all their games in Florida, see how much they're enjoying it. When you talk to the Blue Jay people, the fact that they have not been able to play in Canada now for two years, if you've talked to them, what do they say? Yeah, it's. I think it's just bizarre for them. I mean, obviously the people who work for the club live – live in Canada. They spent so much time 
you know, they were in Buffalo, now they're in Florida. Like it, it's just a, it's almost like a, a vagabond lifestyle. They, they just haven't been home at all, especially during these times. It, it is hard to imagine. So I, I don't know what the long-term plan is, if they're going to be able to get back to Canada at some point this season, but uh, it's not ideal. Yeah, speaking of these times, and minor league baseball is going to be starting up soon. You know, with COVID still out there, what is the plan on protecting these minor leaguers? I mean, obviously their travel is different than the big league club. It is, it is. And and everywhere other than uh, AAA, really, you don't have a ton of, you don't have flights. You don't have flights in A-ball. AA flies very rarely, and uh, maybe not even at all now with the new setup, I'm not sure, but... Uh, you know, AAA is going to have pretty much the same protocols we have here. They're going to get tested every other day like our guys do, and we're going to do our best to to keep them as safe as we do the guys here. Uh, everywhere else, they're traveling by bus. They're not on planes, and they're going to get tested uh, at least twice a week. Um, and, and we'll ask them just to be careful. I mean, I thought our guys did a great job getting through minor league camp without any issues. Um, players deserve a lot of credit, Nate Brooks and Zach Bash, down there running minor league camp did an outstanding job of, of getting us through and um, I mean that's one of the more exciting things we've got going right now is that we're going to get minor league teams out there to play starting next week and we have not seen that in about 18 months yeah I feel so bad for these kids you know losing this much time in their professional career I just hope you know cross my fingers that these kids you know because you only get one shot and uh, I hope they're going to get back out there. Speaking of the alternate site, how good has it been that you at least get to play the Giants guys? And it's just not playing yourself over and over again. You, you get to play some fresh meat. I think it's been really nice for those guys. And I feel like particularly the pitchers going against another team, guys getting some, you know, some game reps. And, and just to see, you know, we get, our, we get our game reports every day. They play a game and see a minor league style report. Like they're they're actually getting some development time and and really getting ready for the season they, the way they would have in minor league camp. So uh, it's it's been great to set it up that way. It's worked out nicely. Obviously that Stockton and Sacramento are so close to each other, but at the same time I know those guys are looking forward to getting on that plane to Vegas and uh, get in front of a crowd and and getting inside a real AAA ballpark. You know you got Mike Fires going tonight, which you know during 17 straight games. I mean, it's just, it's brutal for all of us, but just talk about how the luxury and the depth you have right now, knock on wood, with being able to throw Mike Fires out there, who is 26-9 and nine in his career with the A's, 14-5 and five as an A at the Coliseum. Yeah, I, I will definitely knock on wood, if you don't mind, because we have six healthy starters right now, and that's that is a nice luxury. It's not uh, not all the time you get through the first month of the season with your starters healthy. But um, yeah, it, look, it worked out perfectly to get you know get Mike back during the road trip, find a spot for him to get a start and give everybody a day. And um, you know, I think Bob said the other day, we're, this is going to be fluid. I think this is a good spot to get guys a blow. We'll see how Mike does tonight. Um, you know, it's not a bad thing to have everybody pitching so well that you don't want to take anyone out of the rotation. So I think, I think we'll manage it. Emo's got some ideas about, um, you know, where to, where to fit guys in, maybe using some guys out of the pen. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but the, the reality is when you've got everybody healthy and pitching well, uh, you got to find a way to make it work. Have you ever thought early, early in the season of going to a six man rotation? 
we we've talked about it. It's it's not ideal for anyone, really. I mean, again, an extra day here and there, I think, serves guys well. But these guys, you know, particularly guys like Bassett and, and Montes, who've been in the rotation for a while, they're they're sort of geared towards pitching every fifth day. They've got that routine, um, and and you you know, guys are pitching well enough. You want them out there every five days, so. It, it works when you have a long stretch of games, but you look at our schedule after this homestand, you know, we're going to get some days off and we're not going to need it. So look, something always happens and, and something will make the decision for us. But in the meantime, I like the idea of getting Mike out there, particularly in this ballpark at night uh, where some of those fly balls die in outfielders gloves. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him tonight. And you know, your bullpen, you know, a 2.35 ERA over well, actually, it's a 1.80 ERA uh, over the last 15 games. Just talk about just how locked down your guys have been. Yeah, it's been a it's been kind of a an anonymous group a little bit, but um, but everybody out there is pulling their weight, and, and obviously, you know what Lou and Jake have done at the end of the game. Um, but we've also seen we've seen Petite do Petite things. I mean, coming in two innings the other day in Tampa to shut that thing down in the sixth and seventh inning was huge. Uh, you know, Guerra's pitched some quality innings. Goudouin got back out there to throw throw some gas. And, and Sergio got a big out when he came in the game the other day. So I, I think Bob's done a nice job of making, you know, making sure everybody gets enough work, but we're, we're trying not to overwork guys. I know JB has gotten in there a lot, um, and, and he's a guy we're, we're keeping an eye on. But, yeah, they've really, really done a nice job behind the starters. You know, I don't know if I've asked you this question, but – I got a theory on Yasmero Petit. I got a theory on this. Um, okay. All right. So I know he's got pinpoint control. But the thing is, all these hitters now are so used to gearing up for 198, at least 95 plus, day in and day out. Then all of a sudden, you put a guy out there who's not throwing 90 miles an hour and flipping that breaking ball. They're just not this, – this, the, the modern-day hitter is just not used to seeing slow velocity from a right-handed pitcher, and it, and it messes with their timing. Would you buy that? I think there's something to it. I think there's a mindset of just there's no way to be patient enough at times. I think you're right. These guys are geared up so much to hit velocity and, and God knows we saw our share of it on this road trip oh, yeah. um, just the last two days alone. They're so geared up for velocity as much as you tell them when a guy come, like Petit comes in, Hey, you got to be patient. You got to wait. You got to hit the ball the other way. It, it's hard. There's, there's not a lot of muscle memory. I mean, you know, another example on, on this team we're facing tonight, Cesar Valdez is closing for them throwing 85% changeups. And, and I know he gave one up yesterday to the Yankees, but He's had some success this year, essentially throwing 80 miles an hour. Um, so we always, you know, you and I always heard this term below hitting speed and um, and what, but but ultimately what Yusmero does is, like you said, because of the command. I mean, I, I don't know that we've ever had anybody who puts the ball where he wants it as consistently as UC does, and it's it's pretty incredible to watch. Yeah, that's something we haven't seen in years where a guy's main pitch coming into close, like – Trevor Hoffman at the end of his career is it's going to be a changeup over and over and over again. I mean, now all we see is it's it's all as Vince Catronio says, high octane. <laughs> it is, yeah, we see a lot of it, but yeah, I mean, man, Valdez, you watch him, you watch him go out there, and when you know we had him for a brief stint here, but uh, he's really he's really going to that changeup quite a bit. So we'll see if we get a chance to see him this series. 
You know, I was uh, I was thinking about somebody, David, yesterday in the game when Ramon Laureano basically try, is going to steal, gets picked off and thrown out at third when he's in scoring position with Jed Lowry uh, 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 at the plate. Who do you think I was thinking of? Probably, probably uh, Mr. Bean was on your mind. <laughs> no, I was thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I was thinking about I was thinking about Billy and thinking if he was he was having the same reaction I was. <laughs> yeah, um, we talked about stolen bases, but but you know how do you manage? You know, I, I, you like stolen bases, you don't like caught stolen bases. How do you manage that? Yeah. I think I think you have to understand that that Ramon has an aggressiveness that most of the time serves him very well, whether it's, whether it's in the field, whether it's on the bases at the plate, uh, you're not going to teach that or coach that out of him. And I don't think you should. Um, and you just kind of have to understand that at times that, that aggressiveness is, is going to land him in a situation like that for lack of a better word. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough spot. You, like you said, you've got jet at the play, you got a chance to uh to make an impact on the game and uh and you just hope you know he learns from it he knows he knows what he did he saw it in his face as soon as it happened so uh guys guys have to have some room to to make mistakes well i i love the way he plays he's got like a football mentality he's got that toughness and i think you're right you would never want him to lose that for sure for sure we we've been the benefactor of it many many times over the past few years so uh, probably not fair to point out one base running mistake. Let's end on this. What's your biggest surprise since we're a month in? What's your biggest surprise about this team? Um, God, the, maybe the fact that I, I'm not really sure w- what we are yet. I mean, uh, we we were bad for six games. We were great for 13 games. Now we're sort of grinding it out here every night. And I mean, it, it's to be expected in April. I don't think anybody – has a feel for what they are in April. Um, but I've been really impressed with the way our guys have battled and, and bounced back in nights when we're not swinging the bat well or nights when, you know, the starting pitcher doesn't have it. We, we pick each other up. And I think it's – this team is uh, – I think this team learned a lot from those first six games. I mean, you, you hear it and see it in the comments of some of them who look back on that. And, and this has always been a place where there's turnover on the roster and maybe it takes a couple months to – for guys to gel and get together and and we're always known as a second half team because of that but maybe those first six days did kind of jumpstart that process a little bit and and it's nice to see this feels like a team that that knows knows each other and and knows how to pick each other up when will you think you'll know or when does it usually happen where you start saying okay this is who we are and this is where we need help and that's when you start calling around and looking to find somebody to help the club yeah, I, I don't know that we ever actually know, but we have to make a decision by July 31st. I know that. So that's always that's always the timeline that we look at. Is um, we have up until that time to uh, to manipulate and make changes with the roster. But I, I don't know. I mean, you, there are years where you, you go all year with with thinking you you know something about a team, and then they surprise you. Or um, so it's it's. It's kind of one of the fun parts of this is you, you, you learn new things every night. You see different things, and um, it's always changing on you. Well, great stuff as always. Have, have a fun weekend here at the ballpark against the Orioles, and we'll talk to you next weekend. All right, Chris. I'll see you later. David Force, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. 
This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.